Welcome to Trending in Education. Mike Palmer here. Today, we're going to be talking about Starting from Scratch. It's the name of a new book by Asnat Benari. She's got an interesting background. We're going to hear her talk about that next. But before we do any of that, Oz, welcome to Trending in Education. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you on this one. It's an interesting book you've put together here. We're going to be talking about starting from scratch. But before we do that, we always like to start with our guest's origin story. In many ways, I guess it relates directly to the book. And, and the website, again, is startingfromscratchthebook.com. You can learn more about the book. It's also available on Amazon. We'll be including that in the show notes. But let's start by getting to know you, Oz. What's your background? How did you get to this point in your professional life? Of course. So start in corporate training. But really moved into product management and did various product management roles within my career. I needed to reinvent myself either in a new organization or a new job more times than I can count. Mm -hmm. And that led to me writing the book. But really, I want to say most of my career, although I wanted to be an author when I was young, most of my career was in product management in tech. And that's a really hot commodity in a lot of ways. It has been for quite some time. And there's also some elements of this that tie to design thinking, agile workflows that are becoming kind of state of the art, even when applied to different domains. This is a place where you had a career where you were having to start from scratch many times, reinvent yourself, learn and unlearn a lot of stuff, but really within this special domain expertise around product management. And now you're in some ways trying to bring that practice to a broader audience and help us think about it, maybe through the lens of self-help and personal improvement and career development. Yeah. And also really put in hopefully the minds of the reader is that I'm nothing special. It's not that I have some specific, unique power to be able to reinvent myself and start from scratch. But actually, if you have a method very similar to the product methods that you named, I have a method to start from scratch. I have a method to reinvent myself when I need to start a new job, reinvent myself when I get promoted, because mm -hmm. that means that I am starting from scratch. Or if, you know, I feel stagnant in my job and it's not as exciting, but I like the workplace and I like my team and I like what I came to do. So how yeah. do you put that fire back in your creation and you bring that force back and, you know, start from scratch, start a new clean slate that helps you feel motivated in the same way that you're motivated on your day one on the job? Yeah. And I really like the framework where ultimately the product is me. I am. Absolutely putting that out there to the world. I'm getting information, feedback. I'm realizing when I need to do a new dot release versus a major <laughs> redesign and no. launching really on a new platform. And you have and a roadmap? Many, yeah, exactly. A roadmap. So can you describe a little bit of the flow of the book? What I liked about it as well was that it's a workbook. It's really designed for you to do some exercises that are really around how to think about your career, how to think about what the current state of affairs is. You also mentioned VUCA, where I like to talk about VUCA mm -hmm. on the show, the idea that the world is volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous. Things can go crazy and, and maybe just will continue to go crazy. This is talking about how to navigate that and approach it with some flexibility. The ability to unlearn is another thing that we were checking in about as well. You know, 
learn, relearn, unlearn. It's a really interesting time. Can you lay out the framework? Because it felt very accessible and not overly complicated, which I like. So the framework starts with adopting a learning mindset something that we're very easily forgetting Mm -hmm. because once we came to do the job and the first 90 days or whatever number of days that you need in order to feel comfortable ends, you get in this execution mode and you forget to stop and look around and learn new things and make sure that the environment around you is not changing and you're missing out. Mm -hmm. The second step is about working on your resilience and being a resilient employee, a resilient human being is important because when you're so busy with the stressors that are around us or you don't see where your life is in relation, not just your job, like we're only working, you know, it's it's a lot, but 30% of our life we work. Mm -hmm. It's a very large amount of time that is important that we're happy, but also it's not all that it is, like, what do we actually do and what do we actually care about and what Mm -hmm. actually feeds us in the rest of the time. So working on your resilience is important because when you're broken down, when you're tired and burnt out, you don't see opportunities. Even if someone actually tells you about something, you won't be able to identify it. Mm -hmm. Third step talks about building a network, but not just a large network, but actually advisors that can be there and you can reach out to them for help and advice. I call them in the book personal board of directors because just like you are a product or a company, you have people to help you navigate it to the next step. Yeah. And let's pause there because I think that chunk gets you kind of oriented. If we were on the holodeck, something's coalescing around us. We kind of understand there's a framework and it helps you do some of that reflection and thinking up front. And then you get to this idea of the spark, which... I really did like that because I have experienced this in my career where there are these moments of awareness that it may be time to start fresh. It may be time to kind of reset your understanding and be ready to start from, you know, Zen mind, beginner mind to bring in something else out there, but start with very basic understanding. Can you describe a little more about the spark? Because I found that to be It's kind of the center point of the book. And I found it to be a really interesting way of thinking about things. Yeah, because change can happen to us or because we want to change. Mm. And regardless of if it's internal because I wanted it or external because it happened to me, layoffs, mergers, acquisitions, whatever that affected my work, it is a spark. It is something that kind of signifies, puts an alert on and says, you need to start from scratch. Mm -hmm. And the first steps that we talked about are the steps that will prepare you for change. Mm -hmm. If you make a habit to really be in that learning mindset, be a healthy, from your mental health perspective, be a healthy human being. And the third one, and having a strong network, you are more likely to experience change in a positive way rather than it being devastatingly affecting you. And just to build on that, I've said in the past, it's playing with your head up, you mm -hmm. know, which is also not getting Mm -hmm. so caught up in execution Because when you're execution oriented too much, aside from the fact that the automation is coming, the robot overlords are amongst us. So you get too focused on execution, you're in a tricky spot. But also if you're not able to kind of spend some time just focusing on your situational awareness, for lack of a better word, I think that prepares you to pick up on signals that allow you to take a little more control over when you might want to make some career moves. Have the right conversations, Mm -hmm. have the right people you reach out to have Mm -hmm. the right things to learn. Like you were saying, you know, 
the automation is coming. Yeah. With that said, you know, I do want to be super optimistic about the robots are coming because your episode interviewing yeah. ChatGPT, I thought was brilliant and that two robots cannot do it. A human interviewing <laughs> a robot. At least so far. Brilliant. My job is still safe, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. So the spark is basically this awareness. Uh, I think you reference it as a spidey sense. And I think I've used the same language in my own life where like something's just amiss. Yeah. I don't really fit in this current context. But then realizing, you know, this also relates a little bit to quiet quitting, which I, I'm tired of that turn of phrase, but there is the idea of like, should I just check out and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of see what happens? The job market is much more tumultuous, you know, with upside, but you need to be ready to make moves, ready to respond to some of the, the turbulence. That's where the spark yeah. kicks off. Yeah. And, and I then, hate quiet quitting for so many reasons, but, yeah. but not just for the fact that what it does to the company, what it does to you as an individual. Mm -hmm. like it is a very weak way to not take care of yourself. Yeah. If there is something and for some reason that it's not working out, then fix it. Right. It's like fix relationship, right. fix your workplace, fix yourself. If something's not working for you, you need to own your life because yeah. otherwise things happen to you to versus you. you make things happen. And that's not a good place mentally. And really all of this changes that affect our career is a mental game. And if you're not strong in this, if you don't own this, then things happen to you and you don't see sparks mm -hmm. or you translate sparks the wrong way. Because sometimes a spark means that, well, you know, I'm stuck here and it's not working and whatever I'm doing is not working out. But what if I, for a second, pause and I don't judge it, but actually come to it prepared and I say, well, this is what I want to do. Can I still do it here? Yeah. I actually was able to start from scratch more times within the same organization versus, mm -hmm. you know, resign and move on. People were there to support me. I had the credit that I built in my previous role supported me in a way that when I had a harder time to start in a new job, then the credit that I had paid off. And that's why I think that doing this quiet quitting means that you also basically quit on yourself mm -hmm. and you don't make sure that you listen to what's going on outside and inside of you in order to make it better for your life. Yeah. And the idea is ideally there are places where you can lean in and find that meaning in your career, whether within the organization that you're in. But the reality is that there are a lot of open jobs. The job market continues to be strong, which is really interesting. Just, you know, the comments about automation and such is more for people who aren't able to unlearn and relearn things. So and you can actually benefit from it and do more interesting things. And the things that are routine and not interesting can be done, can be scaled and done well by something else. But what do you want to do? It's all about really taking control of the situation and making yeah. it better for yourself. And that's where the whole analogy of, you know, developing yourself as a product, your career self, at least as a product that in some ways is being re-upped over and over again by your employer who are your customers and or yourself, if you wind up starting your own thing, where do you go from there? You know, once you have that mindset, you have this spark, what are the other steps or the other advice that's included in the book? Yeah. So the first three steps prepare you for change and the next three steps 
prepare you for growth. The first one is really to design your role model. And it is, you know, who do you want to be when you grow up? And it's got nothing to do with how old you are. Mm -hmm. But what is the thing that you hope for your life in the future? And sometimes it's very specific, like a specific job description or a specific person that you look up to and you say, wow, I really would like to be professionally where they are. Yep. Or sometimes it can be a really good mix of several things, things that you find, the opportunities, different mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And whatever that picture is, it's important to picture it because if you don't know where you're going, it's like the Alice in Wonderland quote, if you don't know where you're going, how will you actually get there? And that's your roadmap. So mm -hmm. step four is really building that role model and really putting it in details. There are, I think, like a hundred questions in the book that you can ask yourself in order to help yourself build that role model. And then once you really picture them, then how do you get closer to it? How do you yeah. close the gap? And that's step five. How do you close the gap between the you currently and the next one? And sometimes yeah. the gap is not that big. So can you pitch it to your current manager? Can mm -hmm. you pitch it in your workplace to, you know, make it more interesting for you? Or does it require that you learn something, that you add a new skill that you never had experienced in? So whatever that is working towards the new you, and knowing where you will be is super exciting, mm -hmm. but also creates a list of new skills and new experiences and new people that you invite into your life in order to become a bigger, better you. Yeah, it's interesting because increasingly when I talk to folks in early childhood education, they talk about the importance of developing a learner identity. And what I'm hearing from you is almost the analogy in terms of your adult professional life, mm -hmm. part of your identity, and this very much comes through in the book, your personal identity is very much that of someone who really thrives on learning, seeks it out, stays curious, and developing good learning habits, which hopefully does resonate with our audience. And then there's another one, there's a sixth? Yeah, there's a sixth step, which is letting go of your baggage. There's a lot of baggage that comes with change either because something happened that required us to leave or, you know, we were laid off or because the change was hard for us. Whatever those limiting beliefs that we collect, you need to let it go. And letting it go is not just by, you know, like an easy sentence like that, let it go. Yeah. It's not that. It's really the work to do and be grateful for what you were before this mm -hmm. experience and what you are today. Yeah. And that means that you added something in addition to what you were not before. And was it, you know, learning something, a new skill, a new person that was added to your life? What is that, a new experience, whatever that is, that you're now different mm -hmm. thanks to this. And even if you were laid off in a very ugly situation, coming back after adversity is a huge skill to master. Yeah. And so, you know, I've been through a company implosion in my career and I decided to stay. Although, mm -hmm. by the way, I was offered to leave. And then later, you know, I was at risk of being let go. Yeah. I decided that it's not my time yet, that I still have things that are interesting to me, that I came to do something and learn to do something that I haven't completed yet. Mm -hmm. And today, when I talk about it, it's not that I, always managed during times that were great. And I always managed when the companies were successful and everything was working awesome. 
I actually managed through hard times, through layoffs, mm -hmm. through, you know, difficulties. And that makes me a better and a stronger and a more empathetic and a better planner. I'm a different leader today than I was before this experience. And imagine I could have skipped it. Right. Wouldn't that be a shame? Yeah, to me, I, I analogize it to Mary Kondo and decluttering. Mm -hmm. There are periods where even stuff that's been successful, you've been successful with stuff yeah. that has really driven your career growth to that point in time. Yes, you, you say thank you. Yeah. you. Maybe you give it a, a Viking funeral. You do whatever you need to do to let go. You hear sometimes in feng shui is like, if you clear a space, yeah, something new will replace it. So a lot of times what I've seen is that folks have been recently laid off. They haven't really dealt with it. They haven't really come yes. through it enough to be able to come at opportunity with a fresh mind. And in a lot of ways, that's who that's an audience that I think you're definitely speaking to in the book. Yeah. And it's so today I was thankfully chatting with someone I don't know on LinkedIn and he contacted me. Something I wrote triggered something for him. And mm -hmm. I told him, so tell me what happened. And he said, well, I was let go yesterday. And I'm like, and you're on LinkedIn today? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's don't. Yeah. I understand, I can understand right. that people are stressed and they need the next job. Mm -hmm. I also understand that because there is a lot of layoffs, then you're afraid, you know, that more people will apply. And then when. Right. There's an opportunity this, cost being off. Yeah. But all of this will not work if you're not strong, right. healthy, able to, when someone says what happened to you and your whole demeanor right. changes in an yeah. interview, mm -hmm. the person in front of you mm -hmm. feels uncomfortable, yeah. which is not good for you. And the person in front of you also sees how you react to mm -hmm. change. That's not going to work. It's like hiring on the, re hiring on the rebound. I hadn't actually yeah. thought about it, but it's exactly that where Absolutely. you don't really I guess if someone's really you're not prepared, you're not there. Right. Even if they're outstanding, you still probably would want to have that conversation with them just to at least share that feedback that, you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards hiring you despite mm -hmm. this, you know, because I could see that being the case too. But to your point, allow your, yourself a little time. To just digest it all. Yeah. And also tell a different story to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, layoffs are never fun. There are people that actually stayed behind. They're also not having fun yeah. today. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to heal and that baggage, regardless of what side of this happened, mm -hmm. whatever happened you're on, is important to do that very cold calculation mm -hmm. of what did I gain from all of this? And there's no possible way that you haven't. And if you aren't, you know, in a good state of mind that you can identify it. Yesterday, I rewatched stats talking about shows and all. Yeah. And one of the things he says is, what is your force? And your force is your body, the people, and then you. Get outside. Don't be in front of the computer and, yeah. LinkedIn and chatter that happens when bad things happen. Right. Disconnect yourself. Heal. Mm. See the positive things. Learn to articulate the story again. Learn what you learned. You know, that's another thing that you can talk about positively about yourself. Mm -hmm. Think about the people that now you have in your network that can support you, can write recommendation, can open their network. There's so many things that you can gain out of it. But only once 
you packed your baggage, you can really travel to mm -hmm. your next destination. Right. And is that, you know, it sounds like we're getting ready to go somewhere interesting. So how does the book conclude? The book uh, concludes with there's no conclusion until the next reinvention, right? Mm -hmm. The What I also mentioned in the book, there's an interesting stat that we reinvent ourselves 12 times. People on average reinvent themselves 12 times in the lifetime, mm -hmm. which is crazy. 12 times. Yeah, that's more than cats. That is absolutely. And you do this with no preparation. You do this with no training. You do this with no tools. You cannot do this well. So right. how about if change will anyway come, if opportunities will anyway come, and, you know, we're still in whatever number and we're not at 12, then we still need to work on all these tools and we need to refresh our mind with learning mindset. We need to be strong mentally. We need to connect with people and we need to have a roadmap for what is next. Yeah, that's great. And it also, it does seem like you need to be decisive and ready to make a move is the other thing. It's the, that concept of agency, which is something, again, dates all the way back to early childhood education and parenting. Ideally, your kids are able to do things not just because you're telling them to, and also you're reinforcing that when you assert yourself, things can happen. You can actually see things be better. We're getting closer to time here, Oz, so I'd love to get maybe some perspectives from you for our listeners on education or career growth, anything that we talked about so far, but it is trending in education. I think implicit in all of this is the importance of learning throughout your life. But any thoughts on education or trends in product management and some of the other areas that we touched on? Yeah. We talked about a quote about the illiterate of the 21st century is the person that can't self-learn and unlearn. So I think that is what I would like people to remember. Mm -hmm. That learning is so basic for you to be able to change. And yeah, we've been through elementary and high school and college and whatnot, but the learning has not ended. And for you to continue to grow and be satisfied and feel that, you know, it's interesting in a very large portion of the day, then learning must be one of our habits. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun nowadays with new tools. You yeah. can do really crazy. So you don't need to go to two years and go through tests or whatever. There's yeah. podcasts and YouTube yeah. videos and mm -hmm. free classes and people you can follow that say things that spark something for you. Mm -hmm. There's so many and many of those resources are free. So there's really no excuse to not create a habit of that. You know, I feel very much like, you know, when it's hard before you start an exercise, but you feel so good after you do it. Mm. I feel the same way after I see a video or I hear a podcast or I read something that sparked something in my mind. I feel like there was something that stretched me, that I'm different before and after. And it's mm. just so rewarding that I hope that your listeners and, you know, people in general will just really invest that in themselves and give themselves that gift. Asnat Benari, the author of Starting from Scratch with some words of wisdom for our listeners. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. Oz, thank you so much for joining thank us you. on Trending in Ed. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, if you like what you heard, please write us a review, spread the word, do all the good things. We'll be back again soon. This is Trending in Education. <laughs>